Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, and uh, Ryan's not here again for the second week. He's uh, hanging out with his dad and playing some music, and we miss him, but we also have Bryce here. Bryce, welcome. Hi, thanks. Thanks for all your hard work, man. Of course. You see my face more than anybody. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we got a great guest for you this week. Boy, is it a really great guest. It's a really good for, episode. It is. If you're here for Alan Richson, um, listen, I hope that if you love it enough, you'll say, I'm going to give this podcast a chance. This is a little podcast that with the patrons who support the podcast, patreon.com slash inside of you, our loyal listeners uh, have kept this podcast afloat. And um, if you like this episode, I encourage you to just subscribe and listen. That's yeah, if I'm giving you some entertainment and you like it, give it a chance. And if in some way you're here for Alan and you didn't hear his first appearance, listen after because that's another one of the best episodes. It really yeah. is. It really is. In this episode, I didn't think it could be any better. And he gets into some really important things that I was blown away by that makes me put bipolar in uh, it puts it in a different perspective because it really makes it, it it was easily understood he made it put it in layman's terms he uses a word like um it shouldn't be called bipolar it should be called unipolar mm -hmm. and i just found it really interesting um how he describes it yeah it was interesting hearing him talk about it with his family dynamic too because he's not just a guy with bipolar he's also a father and a yeah. husband it's interesting absolutely um if you want to follow us, which is important, at Inside You Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at Inside You Pod on the Twitter. And you can watch these episodes on YouTube for the time being. And uh, I encourage you again to join Patreon and support the podcast. There's so many perks. I write you little messages. I send packages of things. There's Zooms. There's there's uh, YouTube Lives. There's uh, with me where you ask questions for me. Uh, you get to ask questions on shit talking to guests. You get your name shouted out on each episode. A lot of perks, and you help out the show. I figure if you're getting Hulu for $14.99, you could be a patron. Yep. Right? For whatever, $0.99. For not $14.99. Boy, would that help. Um, but there's all different <laughs> patrons, so whatever you can do. Or just listen, honestly. Um, great episode, and uh, you can go to my link tree. Lastly, before we get into this episode on Instagram, at the Michael Rosenbaum. And it has everything. My cameo, if you want to do cameo, if you want to see what cons I'm going to. My live podcast with Kristen Ritter, Breaking Bad, Jessica Jones, B in Apartment 23. She's my guest at a live podcast at the Regent Theater, January 24th, 7.30 p.m. or 7 p.m. Look at it on the Instagram link. And there's a meet and greet with uh, me and Kristen and so much more. So get tickets it will eventually so sell out, I'm hoping. <laughs> um, and that's that. And the Inside of You online store has a bunch of groovy stuff, too. So without further ado, let's just get into it. Let's get inside of Alan Richson. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. 
Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. First of all, it's a happy birthday. Your birthday's in a couple days here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, thanks. Oh, that's, that's sweet of you. 40 to, years yeah, old. I'm going to be 41. 41. So I'm 10 years older than you. A little over than 10 years. Gross. You're so fucking handsome. I mean, do you do you feel forty one, or do you still feel like you're like in your twenties or thirties? You know, I mean, no, dude. Um, I've aged so much. Life is not 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 necessarily. I mean, definitely. You know, I'm I'm um, I'm 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 settling into a body that doesn't do things like it used to. In fact, I just put a post up on Instagram about a run that I went on where I was really wrestling with sort of the, um, just, just being content with what I'm able to do these days, you know? And part of that is because of age, but part of it is because of the size that I'm at now. You know, I used to run a lot, you know, but for a guy who in my twenties and early thirties, really, I would go rip like 13 mile runs just for the fun of it, um, around the Hills of LA and like run really quick clips. I can't do that kind of stuff anymore. Like now it takes a lot of effort for me to, to, to run four or five miles and it's painful and it leaves me sore for a couple of days. And, you know, um, that's age, you know, but yes. there's also, you know, there's also the life experience that I've had and there's been so much of it. Um, the work, the jobs that I've had, where life has taken me, um, the, the problems that um, I faced at home and uh, at work. And it's, um, it's all helped me really settle into this place where I'm like, you know what? Um, middle-aged man now <laughs> and we've got to we've got to learn to take things slow we've got to learn to accept other people's uh, other people's best and that might be average you know yeah. um it's a conversation i have with my psychiatrist all the time um average is hard average is hard and i feel like i've been given a motor that that burns above average like at a speed that's too much for most people to handle um and a mind that kind of races at a pace that's like a lot faster. And so it's hard to slow down for people sometimes, you know, and go like, okay, let me let them figure this out. I've already thought about this. Um, and uh, uh, learning, you know, like learning to, to be content and, and grateful for the gifts that I have and accept just all the people in my life and how different and diverse they are. It's just that, that is what, you know, I feel like a middle-aged man now. <laughs> well, um, I'm wrestling 51. With all, all of this. Yeah. I'm 51. This one comedian says, uh, I think I've said this before, but he says, you know, uh, they say when they say 30 is the new 20, they say 40, <laughs> 40 is the new 30. But when you 50, you just 50. No, nothing new about that <laughs> shit. Only difference yeah. is you got to grab is that, that railing when you. Is that yeah? Is that true? You know, you said you, something. You, you wear it real well, man. You, well, you wear it really well. Well, look, this is wow. a, this is happening the day after Thanksgiving, so I am just I, I'm like in a cloud. Like all the food and my friend right. made Jello shots, and I had some pot taffies, and I just had fun and I karaoke. And I <laughs> so it is. Then so fifty's the new twenty. There's really we well, should now it's coming full circle. Well, fifty might be the new twenty. Last night. But the day after is 50s, right. the new 80, because right. that's how I feel. I feel like every, like my neck, my back, wasn't there a song? Yeah. My neck, my back, yes, my, my back. We can't say my, it. Yeah, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Kids watch. But you said something uh, important a second ago. You just said, you know, in layman's terms, it was something like, uh, you just do what you can. You do your best. You don't 
you don't need to push yourself if you're in pain. Like, you know, I just, that's what I got from it. I'm like, hey, whatever I, you said, like, whatever you can do is what you do. It's not about, oh, I have to be this guy. I have to be able to run 13 miles. It's like, hey, if it's a half a mile, a mile, I'm doing it. I'm feeling something. I'm going to go back. I'm going to home. I'm going to rest. I'm going to ice. I'm going to do whatever it takes to take care of yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's what you do because you said something with your size. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, yes, yes. I, I mean, there's like, you know, people talk about the power of now all the time, right? I mean, yeah. we've got the Eckhart Tolle's of the world um, shouting from the rooftops that we should focus on the now, right? Well, what is the now? It's meeting ourselves where we are in that moment. And there we have to bring some compassion for ourselves. There's a lot of love in being willing to meet ourselves where we are. And, I, you know, for, for, for the longest time, uh, I would punish myself with the kind of abuse, um, like even in the gym where I go like, if I die on this treadmill, I've won. That was my mental philosophy working out. If I die doing this workout, I, I, I beat the game. Like I won. And that's, there's no love in that. There's no, no love in that. So, so we've got to find the, the, the fine line between pushing ourselves to be better tomorrow than we are today, but we can get there by finding compassion for who we are and meeting ourselves at our best where we are right now, you know? So, um, yeah, that's important. And, and, uh, where I'm at right now, physically, you know, I'm, I'm wearing a lot of weight for the role of reacher. How I'm much do you weigh? 240. Wait, 240, 240 what? Well, 240. I mean, I'm probably actually, you know, I've been working out pretty hard. I'm probably 245 now, but, um, um, a little heavier now, but yeah, I'm, I'm, that's a lot of weight, you know? So like for me to be running around the Hills, um, not easy. What, this size. what, what gotta, hurts? What, a what a big guy's, uh, you know, you got a lot of these guys like my, my friend Dave Bautista and you got Jason Momoa and you got because I really put you on that. You're on that tier. To me, you're like uh, you're super talented and your comedic timing is amazing. So I'm like, you know, and I don't want to get into that. I want to get into your trajectory and all that. But in terms of like your size, like, is it really hard on certain parts of your body to be that big? Um, I think it's hard on the heart. You know, I mean, um, think about like, so there's a couple of things that I start to feel it's, um, the lung capacity feels like I just can't keep up, you know? Um, like if I, I did sprints this morning and it's just amazing how quick I'm like, oh. <laughs> like really winded. And it did, wasn't always like that, but I'm trying to get a lot of oxygen to a lot of muscles, but, uh, you know, I weigh 240 pounds and I'm, you know, if I'm climbing, there's some Hills out here where I am, where I'll, I'll run these Hills. If I'm climbing up a hill it's a little bit like doing lunges for 20 minutes straight. I mean, throw for most people, throw 280 on your shoulders and do 20 minutes of lunges. Your muscles are going to explode. So I feel like when I'm running, I start to feel my muscles aching just because it's like, it's just, I'm pushing a lot of weight one, one, one step at a time, you know, without, without breaking. And you feel, you know, you feel that. So it's tough. It's so you got to make adjustments when you're, you're wearing this kind of size. And some of the guys you mentioned, like Momo and all them, you know, um, you know, he's got his out, you know, he's like a world-class uh, rock climber, you know? So he's, there's some activities that he does he, like insane, like a, a spider monkey, um, uh, you know, but I don't think he's out there running, <laughs> you know, so I've got to make some, you know, we got to make adjustments for that kind of thing. Do you think that there's a time in your life where you'll sort of, I mean, because to maintain that, and a lot of times you look at these guys and they're like, if they ever stop working out, well, they're probably going to be fat. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, it, I had a, have you ever had a DEXA scan? Uh, no. What is that? Do you know what that, do you have your, a DEXA scan is, um, 
a fancy new scan. Um, it's a little bit like, it's kind of like laying in an MRI, MRI machine. Oh, kind Pranuvo. Of, you know, I did Pranuvo where it, a body scan. A body scan, right? And it'll tell you your muscular composition, your body fat composition. It t- tells you like, like you, you'll know all your sizes measurements, but you'll also get your caloric, uh, your caloric values. So you're going to know exactly what you need to maintain your size. If you want to gain weight, how, you know, so for me, I'm just shy of 4,000 calories a day just to maintain, just to maintain. So, um, so if I, if I stop working out for a little bit and I'm still on that, you know, I've trained my body to eat 4,000 calories a day, it would take me about three weeks to blow up, you know? Um, so it, it does take a lot of consistency. I work out five days a week, you know, it's gotta be a lifestyle, but what we talked about last time, I, I think I mentioned last time we spoke, which by the way, I'm so grateful to have been a part of this once before. Yeah. Um, I have so many people stop me. Um, not about Reacher, not about Thad from Blue Mountain State, which I get a lot of. Uh, stop me just for the conversation that we had together on your podcast. Um, me too. And I think it really touched a lot of lives. And uh, I just think it's, uh, you know, again, just to be I'm grateful for what you do. Um, Thank you. And grateful to be here again. But um, but the last time we talked, I think that I think I mentioned that I had just started taking testosterone. Wasn't that true? Um, I I think so. I can't remember exactly, so, but maybe yeah. yeah. So I had just started. So after season one, I'd broken my body, um, trying remember. to build it up and and trying to carry the schedule uh, that we had. And uh, I had a broken shoulder, and I was taking a, a, a you know an NSAID, a very powerful NSAID for that, and that, all of it together collectively just killed my testosterone. So I had to get on testosterone because my blood levels were non-existent. Since then, I still take testosterone. It has made life so much easier for me in my 40s to do the things that I need to do for my job, like keep weight on at 240 pounds of like solid muscle. Um, so that's a big part of the secret. And I'm not going to lie about that. No, you know? I want people to know because I want people in their 40s, 30, late 30s, early 40s to know this is a legitimate opportunity for us. Like we should... It's a, like a cheat code, but this is your body's, you know, this is your, your body's own material. Yeah. So just help it. If you know what I mean? This is good stuff. It, you know, working with a doctor, get your blood. If your blood levels are fine, great. You don't need it. Um, you know, there are side effects to be, you know, it's hard on some of the organs if you um, aren't careful. What's a good level? Too much. What's mm-hmm. a good level of testosterone? Like there's normal levels, levels like up to like 1100 or whatever. Like what is. Yeah. What's I your think level? the numbers changed. I, I understand the way I understand it. The numbers have evolved down. So I think it used to be between like 500 and 2000 was like healthy levels. I think it shrunk a lot. I think now if you're, if you're uh, like in the 1500 range, you're really high, but I think you want to be some, some, I, I think you want to be somewhere between like 500 and a thousand. And I'm sure some people will correct me and I hope so. Um, and uh, so we stay right at the upper end of that scale, right? Um, uh, my, you know, with my doctor, but it's um, it's 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 made it so I don't have to put so much wear and tear on myself um, in order to grow or yeah. develop or maintain. You know, so it's um, that's a, that's a big part of it. Yeah, and I want to add to the uh, the conversation that we had because it was unexpected. It was one of those things where you and I are talking in the first conversation, and then you open up about how you know you almost tried to end your life. And I was Mm. shocked, taken aback, and also I felt this wave of just appreciation, admiration, and boy, do people come up to me as well and tell me how, just how much they were affected by it. And a Mm. lot of people don't open up 
and I and I it's not a prerequisite for to come on the podcast that you have to just get you know throw everything out but you're that kind of guy you're that you know since I've known you you're just sort of this is this is me and I'm flawed and uh you know we all make mistakes and we all have dark times in our lives but I got through it Inside of you is brought to you by Neurohacker, Qualia Synaletic. I've been using this stuff, Ryan, for focus. Uh, I just feel better, a sense of well-being. If you want to help resist aging at the cellular level, you got to try Qualia Synaletic. Um, have you heard about Synaletics, Ryan? Uh, I have a little bit, but why don't you tell me about it's it? It's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago, and they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why we use Qualia Senolytic. If someone would have told me that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I, you know, I wouldn't have believed it. And then I tried Qualia Senolytic. And just to let you guys know, I was trying this stuff before they became a sponsor, and I've said this before, but it's important to know because I love this product before they were the, uh, our sponsor. And I felt like it was working for me. I felt like I had a focus. I just felt my memory, everything, uh, sense of well-being. I just felt better. And um, I know people listeners that have come up to me saying how much it works for them. And I like that. I like that it's it's not just me that notices the effects, but everyone else around me. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with the middle age feeling, also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. It's kind of like pruning and the yellowing uh, of, of dead leaves off a plant. Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And you get a 100-day money-back guarantee. Um, like I said, my energy levels are up. I feel younger when I take it. I feel more focus, less aches and pains, and Lord knows I have those. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You've heard me talk about BetterHelp, and it has helped a lot of people, a lot of my friends and family, and uh, it's just so important. I, I find therapy to be so helpful in so many different ways. A lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. I got through it and you, you speak so openly about it that I, you know, when people ask me, what's your favorite podcast episode, this has got to be up there. I've done over 300 and I'm like, this oh, is, wow. this is wow. certainly, you know, which shows just shows how much pain we're all in, right? Yes. Like how much we all suffer to figure out how to make this work, you know, um, or how to, um, you know, create the least amount of trouble for, for other people or however we go about thinking about our escapism, our wishes, our fantasies, our sins, like whatever it is that we get into, um, you know, we're all really struggling to figure it out and to, to withhold the truth about what I've experienced, I think would be living a huge lie. And I, I think would be missing the entire purpose of life, which is for us to figure out how to enjoy this together, you know, um, uh, to connect with one another. And that's not my like natural disposition. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like a really reserved person in life, you know? And it's odd because I've, you go like, well, you chose a career where you like way out front in front of a lot of people, but that I was just an opportunist to go like, Oh, I really do enjoy. I really love what I do. I love being on set in front of the camera, figuring out how to master this character or story. I could completely do it in isolation. If I could take care of my family with a living, I could do it in isolation where nobody sees it and I'd be just as happy. Um, I don't like the fame. The fame aspect is super toxic, man. Um, and so I don't, you know, I don't like that, but, but I will use it if it will bring us closer together, if it will help us heal, if it will help us feel safe or like understood or less alone. And I think, you know, I don't want to talk about it any more than anybody else does, but like, I have to make myself uncomfortable and go there. Um, because nobody's going to connect with me over like money and be like, you know, like, oh, look at how much money I'm making, dude. I'm doing so good. Like everything's so great. I got a family. I got this. I just bought a PS5. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to be like, I feel so seen. <laughs> yeah. Know? That's not what we connect over. We connect through our pain. Truly. If we really want to, we have to connect through our pain and no one's going to start that conversation for us. We have to be the one to start it. In our personal lives, we have to be willing to have deeper conversations where we go, you know, man, I've been through some really tough times. Here's what I've learned. And then, then somebody goes, me too. That's where, that's where, that's where the, the, you know, we crave the deep connection. People talk all the time about that. We're so torn apart. We're so divided. Our country will never be the same, man. It starts with us in these little conversations yeah. that are honest. Yeah. You know, um, last night, and this is, this is, uh, air airing a little later but it was thanksgiving and i told you that but it was the first time i always every year we go around and say what we're thankful for and uh. i couldn't there was 27 28 people over my house 
and we're in the back and i said everybody come on and I, it was hard to gather them and they're like no, no no come on we're doing this we do this every year we're gonna do it we're gonna be thankful <laughs> you know farley-esque and i farley. and i had everybody go around and talk and i i never do this but i went to each person and said what i'm thankful for i've mm-hmm. never done that but everyone went we went around and at least five people opened up and were crying Mm. which a lot of people start crying about you know they just you know my friend alex lost her dad recently um you know there was all these stories and it was just so beautiful to see because everybody's like oh i just want to say i'm thankful for this and thanks thanks michael for being here it just felt it felt real it felt every just vulnerable and raw and as much fun as we were having and all these things, it was just a, a great moment. And I love to see when people can be so uh, so just true, not only to themselves, but in front of others. And it, it was a beautiful thing. Man, so along- it takes so much courage. It takes so much bravery um, to, to discuss even the simplest uh, pains. Um, uh, and you leave feeling like you know them better, right? Like now you no, really yes. know them. You know, we know the thing that's behind a lot of their motives to be kind, you know, to be quick witted, uh, to be short tempered, whatever it is like, you know, once we start to know people's pain, we really start to know them. And now we can understand and now empathy can enter in and all of it, all of it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it's our responsibility to be like you did to foster that conversation, you know? Yeah, um, it was awesome. It was yeah. truly awesome. You know, yeah. I look good for, good, good for you. I want to we can get into all this stuff again, but um so your publicist sent me the screener for Reacher. And yeah. I love the first season and I love the world that it's in. And it's like, and I'm not, I mean, I, I want to toot your horn because <laughs> like that, did, that didn't sound right. That didn't sound that's right. So I'm with it. You can, I but guess you, that that's what, you, you are know. the glue. Everyone around you is all great, but like, it's so fun to watch you i'm waiting for your little smart ass remarks your little your little <laughs> subtle things your little but like even in this first episode which airs december 10th on amazon is that right uh december 15th 15th december 15th yeah. okay um yeah. and you don't need to tell people to watch it because they're going to watch it um i just felt like another gripping story you're watching you're watching it all come together and there's this twist at the end where you're just like going Oh, now I know what we're in store yeah. for the rest of the season. And yeah. it's and by the way, my friend Joe's out there with my dogs helping me out today and he's also a fan. So it's like it's pretty cool when around me all my friends are fans of the show. But yeah. it, it's you. It's like it's like this is like the perfect role for you and it's mm. you, you're the badass, you have heart. You're a vigilante. I mean, you do you do good things like you know the old woman at the or the woman at the uh, the, the cash the ATM, and uh-huh, it's there's uh-huh. a weird thing because you're not being too sappy or too you're doing something like you know, that's right that you know it's right. right. You're taking care of right. business, but you're still in your own. It's I I really love your character. I think it's so good, and that's why Thank when you. I said Jason Momo and Dave Bautista you you can be doing all the things that they're doing you should you you will have the movie career because you have that and that's a charm and that's something i believe that's innate and 
something that you just have that you've always had inside of you, but now you've gotten to do a role where you're not just the asshole, you know, this guy yeah, you're right. doing this. Now you're playing <laughs> right. a, a dynamic character that you just shine and you don't even have, it seems like you're not even trying, which I love. You're not overdoing it, which could easily be done and turn viewers off. Your character stays. Yeah. True to I mean, himself. he's also, you know, he's, a, it's a dangerous character because um, uh, he's, he's so stoic and in his own head, uh, you know, his mind working like a computer all the time. Um, and he's so kind of emotionally unavailable compared to most, yeah. most human beings. It could leave. Uh, I mean, my big fear was that I would not be able to create an interesting character for the screen that people would be like, bored out of their mind watching the show because this guy's not charismatic or interesting enough because there's uh, physically externally there's not a lot going on until there's just the, until there's a, an explosion of action that we kind of look forward to but really he's a rather still character um externally and uh i'm glad to hear you say that you enjoy watching him so much and you feel those layers that are going on you know but um yeah, it's uh, it really is a dream role, um, and it's one of those that I just uh, sometimes I do sit back and think like I am so lucky um, that this role found me, and I get to play a role I feel like I was truly born to play. You know, um, there are others. I, you know, there's a lot of scripts that we're a part of and attached to right now that are characters nothing like Reacher that I cannot wait to explore and showcase. Um, but this this one I think will always be like you know just um, the cornerstone of of um, my my career yeah and i think that um i i know for a fact that we talked about you know you you just mentioned it your shoulder you were exhausted you were doing all these right. things you were stressed out of your mind the first season and it was just like i i, right. I remember talking to you at a con or something you're like dude I don't, I don't know if I could, <laughs> I don't know if I could do this, had. man. I don't know if I could do that. I mean, this is genuinely like, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, what changed from the first season, the sex, sex season, second season where, the se yeah, the sex season was a lot more laid back. Yeah. Laid a little back. more sexy. Inside of you is brought to you by Shopify. You've heard me talk about Shopify. It's because I use Shopify I love it. It's so easy to use. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Why it's so easy is when I want to add a product, you just go to your Shopify page, and under products, you hit products, it says add a product and then you go in there and you add a picture of your product, which is self-explanatory right there. A little description, how much it weighs, how many of the item you have, and you're ready for business. It's so easy. And I say that because I can do it. And the analytics are easy to see what your best selling product is and, uh, you know, what's not selling. So you don't reorder things that aren't working and, it's just so easy to use, and I, uh, I really dig it. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Yeah, I sell T-shirts and, and tumblers and scripts and 
whatever you want to sell, it doesn't matter. You can do it on Shopify. Once you start selling, Shopify makes getting paid simple by instantly accepting every type of payment. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But what changed in the second season where um, a, lo- a lot, a lot. I mean, look, we, you know, we, I have a great team around me and, you know, you mentioned uh, like you mentioned really enjoying the story and the show and the character and his mannerisms and that, like the witty, like smart ass remark he makes that, that kind of, you just, you're waiting for him to tell his honest truth. And the, the, those things that you're enjoying, you're really enjoying the minds of uh, my the creative team that's around me. Um, Nick Santora, the showrunner, who does an unbelievable job bringing the Reacher to life that we know and love in the books. Um, and it's difficult adapting that to TV, and he knows just how to do it. And I'm fed by him. Um, you know, and Don Granger at Skydance and Dana Goldberg at Skydance, all the, you know, all the executive partners that are like really making sure we're picking the right books and all the, you know, adapting it well for TV, Sam Hill, our producing director. Um, you know, there are people around us that people cannot appreciate the way that I appreciate them that are making Reacher what it is for people to enjoy. Um, I, I that, that has to be said. Um, so there's, there's that. Um, but we all collectively have figured out things that worked and didn't work about the first season and have pivoted. And, um, and also the pressure of the season, um, going into season one where everybody was like, let me whisper to you what Reacher would do in this moment. And then I get me getting that from 20 people at every, t- every take. It was exhausting. Frustrating. And, and it was necessary. 
Um, but I don't have that because once the season came out, everybody goes, we found it. And now there's this, like, just this level of enjoyment, you know, where, where, um, that, that pressure is gone. And, and now it's sort of like, we get to enjoy seeing what Reacher would do in these situations as we make this thing together. Um, that, the, the pressure of like, are you Reacher? Are we, are we telling, mm, are, are we show, uh, showcasing the right image for Reacher or the tone? the personality, the voice, the mannerisms, like it, are we making Reacher come to life on screen is, um, has been solved. You know, um, yeah. we're confidently settled into who this is. And I understand this character now and what, you know, so it's, it's taken, it's just made it a really enjoyable process now. Well, it seems like a lot of the stress, like you just said, came from uncertainty. It came from, did you go home at night sometimes and going, I just, I don't know if it's, I'm giving them what they want. I don't know if this is the guy. I don't know what I'm, it, did you carry a lot of the stress, a lot of the, the weight on you? <laughs> no pun intended. Man, I always felt like at the end of the day, because I, I worked so hard. People have no idea, dude. I, I set up entirely new methods for how I can learn scenes so that I could learn everybody's line, including mine. Mm. So I would learn not just my lines, I would learn everybody else's. And by knowing the scene that well, it gave me the opportunity to have 20 people tell me how they want me to do the scene and to pivot and do it that way. So I left so many options on the table season one. There was no question about like, did I get the right Reacher? I knew there was some version of Reacher there. You just had to take your pick, you know? <laughs> and that that came from... That that came from the work, so it wasn't you know it wasn't so much that it was just, um, uh, just, uh, just the sheer lo- the the workload that it took to uh to to, to be able to honor that that uh, necessity you know was um uh, it was it was a lot it was a lot um and uh, that part of the process is is gone now you know so now I can approach it much more like any other project or film you know and that's. Um, it just helps, you know? Yeah. What about, take, what, what, what about the, the family? Like your family, you've got, you still live in Florida. Uh, no. no, I just sold my place in Florida. Yeah. All right. So you're gone. Yeah. yeah. Gone from Florida. I mean, look, here's the thing. I, um, since Reacher came out, there was, there was this moment, you know, I, 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 I fought really hard for Reacher. It took months and months and months to convince everybody that I was the guy. It, you know, I was passed on the first time. I think I mentioned to you maybe last. Yep. I was passed on in the very beginning, beginning of the process, um, like everybody was. And I think that was because I'm six three, Reacher six five. I think they were, they were trying to, you know, everybody's trying to get a super authentic version of Reacher on screen. And um, so there's always kind of an asterisk in my mind, you know, um, when it comes to this role. Uh, but I had to really fight for that. And now, now that we're in it. Um, it, it's exploded. Like the careers exploded because of uh, what happened after Reacher aired beforehand. We were waiting. The whole town was like, let's see what happens when it airs. There was months of silence. Nobody was picking up the phone. There was no conversations about scripts. Um, it, it aired. And within 48 hours, I had 20 offers on my desk from the biggest producers and studios in town. And it hasn't slowed up. I mean, it's still like every day we're getting phone calls from some of the, the most legendary people you can imagine. Give me like, one. How do we give me one? So I did a movie. Okay. So I did a movie with Jerry, Jerry Buck, Bruckheimer produced uh, Guy Ritchie directed called Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. This is a movie I did for Lionsgate domestic and Amazon international. Um, so some partners that I knew and have relationships with on this and some, some new relationships formed. Um, this movie is so good. You can't, I cannot believe this movie is so fun. There's nothing like it. It's like Guy Ritchie at his best based on a true story. This uh, world war two uh, heroes who, 
um, uh, we're essentially the first uh, special ops. Um, it's a, it's a it's told in Guy Ritchie style. Wow. Um, it's super cool. Um, I just went into that feeling very lucky to be a part of this cast, you know, Henry Cavill and Alex Pettifer and, you know, Henry, uh, just a great, amazing cast. Um, Jerry Bruckheimer calls cause he saw the movie just a, a few days ago. He saw, he saw a cut of the film and, um, you know, he said, we have to do, um, we have to do something together. Like with you out front. Come and, on. Um, I know Jerry a long know, time. I'm like, buddies with him name drop, but like you like yeah. jerry for jerry to call someone to call do you know how like this, like 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 a high adventure like nobody does high adventure better than this no guy. no and and uh and it's it's the toughest genre to make i think and um you know for him to call uh you know one of the most legendary producers of all time you know you get those kind of calls it's like there's just no better feeling you know um and and it's it's because of Reacher that those kind of calls are coming in. I wouldn't have done that job if uh, it, I, my career had been fueled by Reacher. And Jerry is like the kind of guy. He's so soft spoken. He's so intimidating, but such a sweet guy. But he's just like, and you when you meet him, I remember the first time because I, I, I you know I, I had this. I was in this hockey league. I'm still in the hockey league, and it was Jerry Bruckheimer Hockey League on Sunday nights, and I've done it for 25 years. And and it's producers and actors and like, you know, Kiefer Sutherland and a bunch of, you know, and then pro players would play and it was competitive and fun. You know, the first time I go, Jerry, hey, thanks for having me. He was like, you know, he just nodded. And then a few months <laughs> later, I'd be like, hey, Jerry, he's like, how are you? And then a year later, two years, three years was like, hey, Michael, he knows my name. <laughs> Four you. years Hey, Michael, uh, you know, conversations and slowly I built this little friendship with Jerry and, you know, yeah. where we'd go and he'd go, uh, you know, if you'd like to fly with us in my private jet to Vegas, uh, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he goes, would you see the event? And yeah. so like, I'm like for Jerry to call you, you guys don't understand. Jerry Brookheimer is not someone who just throws out compliments and throws out like for him to say, and I want to work with you. We're going to do something else. We're going to, I mean, good for you. Good for you. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. I think thanks. that's an it's awesome. A real, it's a dream. I'm, I'm so happy because I know how hard you worked. I mean, I saw all the shows. Even Smallville was like one of the beginning things. And then all the little yeah. guest stars you did. And even up to like Supergirl and Titan or uh, Legends of Tomorrow and all these other things you did. It's like you work and you work and you know that you believe in yourself. And you go, I'm bigger than what I'm being offered. I'm bigger than this. And you know it. And the people who represent you know it, but you're like, no, you don't understand it. I, I, I've had those feelings. And then when you s suddenly get validated, for me, it's it's like, it's almost like your dad who never says anything, says, hey, I'm proud of you. It's like, it just yeah. validates everything you've been thinking. And it's such, it's a beautiful thing. And it's, it's well-deserved. It is a, thank you. But you know what's funny? Clowns, buddy. It Hackett. is a beautiful thing. I am, you are, you're hilarious. Um, <laughs> You know, the secret to getting to that place for me was realizing I am bigger than my career, not in an egotistical way, but right. <clears throat> I am more than just my career. I had this, we, I, we may have dabbled in this last time we spoke, but I had this moment of existential crisis where I had to ask myself honest questions about who I was and where my identity lied in my life. And at the time it was in ambitions. It was in material things. 
I had been making a lot of money and I was surrounding myself with things that made me feel like, you know, created the illusion of success, um, success in the world's eyes. And my career was my fixation. And it was when I decided I'm more than my career. What if my career were to disappear tomorrow? It happens to people all the time in our business. You're like, what happened to that guy? They were the one, they were the star, they were out front. And now they're what? Like working at Starbucks, nothing wrong with that. You know, but, but like they disappear from, from in front of the lens and suddenly you're like, what are they worth now? You know, um, we are much more than our careers. We are so much more than our careers. We sell ourselves so short when we settle into a job and say like, this is who I am right now. And maybe someday, you know, maybe we have a dream that someday we'll be, we'll, we'll have an identity that's a little bigger, a little bigger. Maybe I'll be a painter. Someday I'll have my own gallery and that's what I'll be. We're more than that. We are more than our art. We're more than our, 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 our highest ambitions for our most creative self. Like we are, I think we are spiritual beings and that we should be thinking about like higher minded things. You know, that's what love is, man. It's this thing that floats above the whole world and says like, how can I actually serve this place and these people that don't really want to be served and that don't serve me? You know, and when we start thinking that maybe that's who I am, my highest self is that guy. Oh, so hard to meet that person. So hard to be that person and so worth struggling to be that. And suddenly I'm not thinking about my career. And when I stop thinking about my career and thinking about how I can advance myself, it exploded, dude. It exploded. I swear to God, I was like, I started doing these little Insta church videos that were more for me because they ground me. I, I, we all know that when you teach a subject is when you truly know um, if you understand it and it helps you cement your understanding of it. And so for me, it's a practice of like, do I know this subject? Does it make sense to me? Can I explain it to somebody? Um, and also sharing ideas that I think are fun to talk about that nobody does because they're not commercial. But um, I started doing that. And I, I, I told my wife before I posted the first video, I said, I want to make sure you're okay with me never working again in the business. Like if I have to be a plumber or something to make ends meet, because I have a feeling if I start posting these videos, people are going to think I'm some kind of nut job and <laughs> I'm never going to work again. And she's like, I'm with you, you know, and like, this is you being honest and authentic and I, you know, I like what you have to say and go for it. You know, and so I had her support and I was like, all right, I'm never going to work again. <laughs> and, and it was, it was entering this space through that honest, authentic place of like, of, <clears throat> of eschewing an identity that was wrapped in career that, that then the career takes off. It's the most bizarre thing that life does for us when we let go of what doesn't, matter you know uh, and that that's been my experience you know hey guys i'm doing another live podcast downtown la at the regent theater and my special guest for january 24th is Kristen ritter breaking bad jessica jones this is going to be a sold out event i know it it's going to be exciting and uh there's a meet and greet and so much fun that's going to happen january 24th so make sure you get tickets as soon as possible. Downtown Los Angeles at the Regent. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum with special guest Kristen 
Ritter. I'm so excited. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Uh, on a on a similar level, I I do feel like, you know, because my whole life I was you know not my whole life but since high school theater and college and plays and off Broadway and movies and TV and I got to a certain point where I'm just like something's missing. I've been ch- uh. I've been chasing this, and I've had great success and I'm very grateful, but I'm still empty. And why is that? Mm. It doesn't make sense. Like people look at you and you're right they. You know, you have a little money, you have nice things, you have good friends, you have a career. What, why, what is it? And that's doing the work and that's working on yourself and which I have done, but also obviously learn to love yourself, which we talk about a lot, which is very difficult because, you know, if you grow up not feeling loved and not feeling like you uh, are worthy or good enough right. than how or you the have hell, to earn it how the hell yeah. so you have to stop and go hey i'm not i can't blame this anymore what is the issue how do we fix this and when i started doing things and this wasn't that long ago i, I was i took a little break from acting for a while and i did like little you know like you know some things but i thought try doing things that you really like that you mm, really yeah. love doing yeah. passions and all of a yeah. sudden, in the last year or two, these passions have turned into things inadvertently. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, I, go, I always wanted to write a kid's book. I, I, and I, oh, and so I sold good. it, and it's going to be out. And I'm like, you know, I really want to do this you, fun. Man. You know, I want to do oh, this wow. fun thing. And by the way, it's the first time in my life that the process is just as fun as the outcome, if not more. I'm, I'm the process. Oh, yeah. I'm because I used to be like, okay, fourteen hour day today. Oh, what time is it? It's okay. I only have six hours left. I only have the. I am just enjoying the moment, moments, and whether something amazing happens financially or whatever, I'm doing them because I enjoy them. 
You know, I came yeah, out. See, I yeah, see yeah, on the cake. Yeah, it, it's it's 100%. amazing. It's an amazing feeling. That's when you know you're being true to yourself. When you're being true to yourself, the process is the enjoyable part because the life is the process. Then life is working right. It yeah. feels right because you're being true to yourself. That's um, that's big, man. It is That's like 50 year old wisdom right there. Dude, it's taken me so long. And look, I have a long <laughs> way to go. But now and I'm trying to do things like say no. If you just don't yeah. want to do something, if it's fear based, that's a different story. But if you don't want to do it because you're like, there's just not an element of fun in that or there's not an, right. something that that I, I can have passion for, then don't do it unless you have to do right. it, you know, right. to pay the bills or whatever. But I'm starting to just relax a little more. I'm starting to not get anxious about every fucking thing. Um, it's look, I'm on a, uh, I'm on a better path. And cause I was mm. on a dark path like you, I hit rock bottom and I went to a treatment center for three weeks and I, I just started opening up and talking about life and, and it, boy, did it turn me around? It, it just, it wasn't like, holy shit, but it was like, I faced a lot of things that I'd never faced. And that's what life is. Life is, it's a journey. And, um, I just, I'm, I'm happy that, I, I finally see the light. I finally see in, like being enjoyable, having, uh, doing enjoyable things um, that are things that I'm passionate about. So I, I, it's amazing when you, you're right. When you stop, when you stop trying so hard and you stop thinking that I get this part, my agent's going to be happy. Everybody's going to be happy. I'm going to be, uh, look at me, look at me. But then it's then mm. well now you have to do the work. So you're doing it, or who are you doing it for? What are you doing it for? Admiration, right. adoration. Um, but when you can do something and go, I want to do this, and I'm probably not going to get any adoration for this. Who cares? I want to do this. Yeah, I'm going to make a fart book. Yeah, <laughs> a fart book is good. We and need more fart I'm books. Gonna, yeah, and so I I think that's a beautiful thing, and it's nice to see that you've you've come around because you've had a, more struggles than than most people if not all the people that I've interviewed. I mean, and you also talk openly about bipolar, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, part, you know, bi bipolar is a funny thing. Bipolar is a terrible name for bipolar. What should it be called? It's a terrible name. Unipolar. Unipolar. It should be called unipolar. Everybody else is bipolar. So if normal, healthy people have an experience throughout the day, Right. They're um, they're coming home from work. They had a decent day at work. They work hard. They feel accomplished they're driving home. Somebody cuts them off in traffic real bad, gives them the finger. Don't even understand why I'm going the speed limit. Right. They feel put off and they're like, how, I, how do they like that's so rude. <laughs> People in L.A. are so rude. <laughs> they have this feeling that's like negative towards that experience and maybe, you know, opens up feelings of like insecurity or rage or whatever. But they're still sort of in that place where they're like, but I'm going home. Oh, well, I can shake it off. And I'm going to, they're existing in two places at once. They can exist. Most people can exist in two places at once. Like if shit happens, there's still some part of themselves that's okay. With bipolar, you, you can, I personally cannot experience two things, two states at once. It is one of the most intense versions of that experience that you can possibly imagine. So if most people have 
99 keys on the keyboard and the lows are real low and the highs are real high and they can enjoy all those, right? And we can sort of play in that range. For me, it extends as far as the eye can see deep into the horizon where it curves and wraps around the edge of the earth, right? Those keys still go. Some of those are so deep that it's impossible to pull yourself out of and you need help from a team of people. You need medication, right? But I can't possibly experience those extremes and also do what people tell you to do. But just think about all the things you have to be grateful for. Play this key up here. Just play that key. Let it pull you out. No, dude, there's no just playing that key. Until life stops hammering that bass tone for me, I can't come out of it. And and, and there are times when I have this kind of -of out-of-body experience when I go, I... I should let go of this feeling. Like, I have to let go of this feeling. My family needs me. I need to be present with my family. There's got to be a way out. It's like I'm talking to myself going like, please. And it just won't, dude. That is bipolar. That's bipolar. It's unipolar. It's you are going to experience immediately the most intense version of whatever your experience is. And it's it's authentic and there's no lying about it. It's so complex and deep, those feelings that um, I can't act like I, I'm not feeling it. And so that's really hard for people. And it's really hard for my family because like if I'm upset because of my kid the other day. Okay, so I've got three boys. They're 11, 9, and 7. Uh, my seven-year-old's just a few days behind me, his birthday, so he's about to be eight. They're very sweet boys. I'm so grateful for them. Um, they're wonderful young men. But they were mad at me because I told them to go to bed and put their stuff away, the stuff that they were doing, and my littlest said, F you, Dad. I, I had had quite a day because I was out in the countryside for work at a place with no Wi-Fi, and I had press stuff. I was talking to this, I was talking to Associated Press, and I was talking to Washington Post, and all these things that were supposed to be on camera, these interviews, and I couldn't get a signal, dude, and it was so frustrating. So I'm dealing with that, and then my kid tells me to F off because I asked him to go to bed, and I, like, lose my mind, right? And I can't pull myself out of that place to go, like, he's just a kid, <laughs> Isaac, I experienced the feeling of a kid telling me to F off and that feeling took over and there was nothing else for like an hour. And I, it, it took me like an hour to finally kind of like take it off, dude. It's fucking the worst. It is fucking so, the worst. So what is I would it? give anything. Yeah. I would give anything to not be bipolar. But yet it's also the fuel to what I do in my craft. I can experience things as a character because I can tap into such wide-ranging emotions so deeply and authentically so fast, it's what makes things like Reacher interesting for you to watch. So it's a blessing and a massive fucking curse, dude. I'd give anything to not be bipolar. Wow. No one's ever put that in perspective. And I just was, that is so gripping. And so it's, I I understand. It's like the motherfucker just cut me off. I'm going to fuck it. Dude, dude, you could have a gun. Come on. You're not that guy. You're too old for this shit. I have that voice. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, like, no, right. I'm going to go yes, fucking talk could, to that he guy. He could shoot you. <laughs> so when you get upset, yeah. you just kind of like, yeah. do, you, do you catch yourself going, no, you never talk to me like that again. And then you're. Yeah. You know, that's what you need. So, so as a bipolar person, I need resolution. I have to have resolution because I can't just leave things on the table. Like, that's why I talk to, dude, I have so many hard conversations with the producers I work with. 
with the creative teams I work with, with executives at studios that I work with. Like these are corporate executives that are not used to like an actor calling and being like, I need to have an honest conversation with you about this process. This is not working. And let me tell you exactly why it's making me uh, hate life right now. You know, and, and you sort of like, we need to find a different process. I have to have those conversations because I cannot be free of that terrible toxic feeling that is attached to the anger or whatever, the contempt until we figured it out. Uh, like it doesn't just go away. It lives burning hot until, you know, until it, it until it's figured out, you yeah. know, until it's figured out. And, um, you know, the highs are, the highs are also dangerous. You know, it's dangerous to like live in those highs for too long. You know, you start to get, you know, they call it delusions of grandeur. You know, you start living in this, in this place where you start, feeling invincible and making terrible financial decisions or whatever, um, because you feel, you know, it's dangerous on either side. We don't want to be like, we want to be fluid and, and, and it makes it very, very hard to do that. And so one of the, one of the fixes is having very difficult, honest conversations to find resolution that doesn't even make sense for most people. They're like, why do we have to talk about this? Let's just let it go. <laughs> yeah, I can't just let it go. Right. Let me just ask you this briefly. We can move on, but cause this is fa just fascinating. Is it, because no one's put it in perspective like this. Um, Sean Aston talked about his, his mother um, and people have talked about it, but no one's ever really made it like in layman's terms. That really just really resonates mm. with me. Is it something someone could tell you, hey, you're having an episode or hey, you're being this. It's like you, you see what you're doing right now. You're in, can, you, can, can you control this? Has anyone ever said that? Does your wife ever do that? Yeah, it's usually not like um, with such confidence, like, hey, you're having a moment right now. It's usually a question. Are you taking your medication right now? And which also sets me into a spiral. Like, I hate being asked that, you know. Um, sometimes I've, I've, not, I've stopped. But, um, the, okay, so for, for bipolar, there is a list of uh, symptoms. And uh, you are in an episode, usually, you, you know, hypomania, mixed episodes are... Uh, more common. Um, uh, but if you're in an episode, uh, I, I think you have to have four of these coexisting, this confluence of symptoms happening at any one time. You can be in a bad mood or you can be irritable or you can have reckless spending or you can be losing, you know, you can be kind of uh, having insomnia. All those things that are telltale signs of mania, um, they can be happening. I, I had a really hard time sleeping two nights ago and it, you know, it's, it's concerning. That's a big red flag, man. When I stop, like when I stop sleeping for no reason, that usually is a sign that mania is on the way. And um, for it to truly be a manic episode, um, it has to be a confluence of these things. So what we have now is a list that um, we, I also have a psychiatrist that gets eyes on me once a week, you know, um, and that's a really important thing. She can see sometimes my speech is not, it's not the same. It's much quicker or more clipped or my, my ideas or thoughts are much more, yeah. you know, I'm like hopping lily pads to different thoughts or ideas. And, you know, she knows how to see all the signs. She's a bipolar expert. So, you know, yes, um, <clears throat> those questions come, but usually it's about like, how many other things right now do we think might be happening? One of the weirdest, you want to know one of the weirdest things that that, uh, that is a symptom for me of um, mania? Inside of you is brought to you by Rocket Money. Boy, Ryan, have we talked about Rocket Money a lot. We sure have. Well, it's something that is easy to talk about because it's saving everyone, including myself and you, money. 
Did you know that nearly 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about? Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had about um, 15 subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for 20 subscriptions each month. Between streaming services, fitness apps, and delivery services, it's never-ending. Thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. In fact, had this trial period for something that I was considering using. Mm -hmm. And then you go in there and you realize, oh, add-ons are $4.99 or this is $3.99. And then you want to give it a shot. So you kind of add these add-ons, which add a hell of a lot to what you're originally spending. And then you forget about it for like three months. Mm -hmm. You're like, what am I doing? This, this should be against the law. But the closest thing you could do uh, then to fight these claims is have Rocket Money do it for you. Uh, with Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you. And I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll even help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. This is what I need. I need people like this in my life. I need apps like this in my life. I need Rocket Money in my life, Ryan. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. <laughs> <laughs> when you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. If I, if I wake up one day and like three pairs of shoes show up from like Amazon, you know, like, like boxes show up on my doorstep, I know that I'm, we're well into a mixed episode. Yeah. It is bizarre, dude. I have thousands of shoes and I, the other day we've gotten really good at recognizing, oh, that's actually, this is mania. I don't even know why, dude, I didn't even know I bought shoes the other day, but I woke up, I must've been up at night transfixed of hyper fixation as a thing, right? So hyper fixated on shoes, bought a bunch of shoes. I woke up and it was like on my phone, right? And so I was like horrified because I was like, oh God, I bought like three of the same shoes. So you don't I even remember off. it? No, I didn't even remember it. I only proof I had was the receipt being open on my thing. And so I told my wife, I was like, 
I think I'm manic. And I got my doctor on the phone and we started talking about all the other things. And she was like, you're for sure into a mixed episode right now. And so we talked about upping my medication a little bit. I'm on a Billify. Um, and, uh, and it helps. By the way, what know? milligram, but, um, what milligram of that? Well, I'm super sensitive, like, like unusually sensitive to medicine. Um, so a little bit affects me. Like the very first time I took it, it was like an introductory baby dose. And I was like drooling on myself. And I swear I would never take it again. I was like this, like, you want to kill me <laughs> to my wife? You want right. me dead? And she's like, no, we don't. We just want to help you. Like, I'm never taking this again. And, um, and then we, so I was like, I am never taking that medicine again to my psychiatrist. And we went like three or four weeks where she was like, okay, we'll find something. Um, uh, I started to have a, a real manic episode and, um, she was like, I think I just please try it. And so I took it again, but during a manic episode and I was like, oh, okay. I feel totally normal now. It worked. I just took it at the wrong time and we eased into it that way. Um, and so it's a small, it's a, it's one pill. It's one, two milligram pill is uh, enough for me to sort of like, wow, you know, and we would increase if things are like really going haywire would increase. And it was just, but since, since, since having eyes on this, since working with a psychiatrist who re- recognizes those symptoms, since reading a million books and, and being very open about it with my wife, um, we've learned to see the signs and it's a language and we started to speak the language. And so when, you know, we can approach it in a very um, different way where we go like, I think we actually need to have a conversation about maybe upping the medication right now and just pulling it in, you know, I love it. I um, love it. So it's, it. it's helped a lot. I think, you know, um, I hate the idea of sitting in front of psychiatrists and being like, you know, just she gets her magnifying glass out and like puts me in her microscope. Like I get enough people looking at me and touching me. I walk in this in the mall and like people are like whispering and put, I don't want people looking at me anymore. And I willingly subject myself to somebody going, let me look at your eyes right now. You know, I don't want to do that, but you know how important it is. And it's saving my life. It is saving my marriage. It's saving like it's, it's worth it. So anybody out there who's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. It's long. Like if my life fell apart, which I could burn it to the ground real easily. And I've tried so many times it would not, then, then I would be begging to go back in time and work with a psychiatrist who puts me on a microscope for an hour a week. You know Um, I just want to encourage people who are out there that maybe have some of the, the trademark symptoms or signs or are in danger of that kind of thing. Um, Before you burn the house down, like, you know, just get a team, get a team around you that can, can help you recognize these things and work with it. Or in um, general, to go to, and, go uh, to therapy in general. I think therapy for people yeah. in general, if you're going through anything, uh, you know, just having someone to talk to and bounce. I've talked about that a million times. All right. This is, co- th- thank you so much for opening up. This is th- this last 20 minutes is just, I'm so engaged that I could talk to you forever and I'll bug you in another year. When, when season three yeah. comes out, uh, this man, this is this is so good. I just, you know, hearing you open up about this stuff. Um, so Jack Reacher, Amazon Prime, December fifteenth, season two. I got to watch, watch the first episode, and let me tell you something: you're gonna love it. He is more charming. Uh, there's a new story which I love a great twist at the end, some real good ass beatings, some heart. Um, (laughs) You know, I have no doubt this is going to be a bigger success than, than last year. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. you. And and I'm proud of you for more, more than all the, you know, 
accolades and the jobs and all this that you're just authentic you and you're working on on mm. doing all these things I, I could see you're always working on being a better husband a better father a better friend a better so you know it's giving giving me this time with you is uh i'm, I'm forever grateful and i appreciate it i hope you come back mm. and uh thanks man i yeah i can't wait to i can't wait to do it again soon man i love talking to you and uh again grateful to share this conversation with you um uh, in front of your audience. Uh, it's, I'm, I, I look for opportunities to open up and it's hard and, uh, you've given me one. So I'm, thank you. All right. Love you, buddy. Thanks. Uh, Jack Reacher, too, December 15th. Make sure you watch it. I can't wait. Please watch. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google podcasts? You should know that the Google podcast app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Love it. Love them. Alan, you're a damn gem. I thank you for coming on the podcast, taking your time. You're a machine, my my friend. You're an honest, uh, loyal machine. He's jacked. It's like a mountain God. of a man. His arm can fit in my torso. Kind of vision visualize that. <laughs> I don't want like, to. I don't know what that even means. <laughs> yeah, what? But thank you for being so humble and open and uh, charming and super talented. So there you go. Yeah, he's a he's just an awesome guy. I mean, I, I'd say this is easily top 10 episodes of all time like him as a guest i mean definitely and i told you what i, I mean, love I mean, too is hearing guests talk about previous appearances and being noted for that and it's not just like hey alan i loved you from blue mountain state it's like hey i heard you on inside of you yeah it really helped me like oh that's rad yeah i agree yeah. i agree i think it's just fantastic and uh if you missed out on all the things i'm saying about the podcast and all that and what it did just go to the intro and listen to it it's very quick and educational and thanks for listening and again if you like this episode please follow us and please support us and listen to more episodes a lot of times you think you're listening to one episode. oh i don't know this actor i'm not going to listen but you learn so much from different people and it's an there education. are a lot of good ones this year yeah we've had mm -hmm. a great year knock on wood and thank you westwood one for all the hard work and getting us sponsors and um also keeping us afloat with the patrons we do appreciate you um, Teresa, Brittany, uh, you guys rock. I don't think they're listening, but uh. anyway, there we go. Um, now it's time for the top tiers. These are the top tier patrons. Uh, and here we go. Patreon.com slash inside of you, Nancy D, Leah and Kristen, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Nico P, Robert B, Jason W, Sophie M, Raj C, Joshua D. Jennifer and Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Mike E, L, Don Supremo, 99 more, Santiago M, Chad W, Leanne P, uh, Maddie S, Belinda, and Dave H, Dave Hall. I love my Dave Hall. Sheila G, Brad D, Ray Harada, Sabbath T, Tom N, Tolly M, Betsy D, Rhiannon C. Corey K, Dev Nixon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Brandy D, Joey M, Eugene and Leah, Corey, Angela F, Mel S, Christine S. Go ahead, read a couple. Eric H, Shane R, Andrew M, Amanda R, Kevin E, Stephanie K, 
Jor-El, Jam and J, Leanne J, Luna R, Mike F, Stone H, Brian L, Jules M, Kendall Lowell, Jessica P, Lowercase Kyle F, Marisol P, Kylie J, Brian A, Ashley F, Marion Luis L, Romeo, The Band, Frank B, Jen T, Nikki L, April R, Randy S, JDW. Oral P. Remember that toothbrush? Oral P. Yeah, but I've never seen this name before. Oral? Oral a- Oral P. So like an- Maybe it's Oral. 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 Okay. Ginger Somniac. Rachel D. Melissa H. Nick W. Stephanie and Evan. Charlene A. Don G. And Jenny B. We love you. That's for sure. Um, thank you, guys. I appreciate you more than you know. Um so from Michael Rosemont, I'm here in the Hollywood Hills of Hollywood, California. I'm Bryce. It's just Bryce, baby. In the same place, obviously. You are. A little wave to the camera. We love you. Thanks for listening. And uh big episode coming up next week. You do not want to miss it. If you like movies like The Matrix, if you like movies like Bill and Ted, if you like a movie called Sweet November that I was in with him, with this person, and his band's here too. So you might want to stick around. Be good to yourself. We'll see you next week. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen.